The word of the Lord comes to us today from Exodus chapter 2, reading from verse 1 to 10. Exodus chapter 2, reading from verse 1 to 10. Please stand in honor of the word of God. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife or and took wife and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him an ark of the bulrushes. She took for him an ark of the bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him? And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash or to bathe herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call thee or call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child. Hmm? Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will give thee wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Verse 10, and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses, and she said, because I drew him out of the water. I want to share with you for a few moments today, one great man, two great mothers, one great man, two great mothers. Remain standing with me as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Breathe on your word now. Breathe on our spirits and our minds and our hearts as you speak to us today on this Mother's Day. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. And again, we say amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence 
of the Lord. Mother's Day is a bittersweet day. It is sweet for some, but bitter for others. Mother's Day is a day when most mothers are elevated to a position of prominence and honor. But for others, it is not quite the same. There is nothing special about Mother's Day for some people because their mother was not special to them. And right here in this room today, there may be men and women who don't really have such a great relationship with their mothers. And we understand that. It is what it is. But by the end of this word, we hope to fix it. We hope to change it. Somebody say, change it, change it. Yeah. For some, motherhood is an accident. And oops, nothing you planned. It just happened. And because you, number one, you didn't expect it. It is now interfering or it interfered when it happened with your schooling, with your work, with your career. And you didn't even to love the man. It's not somebody you wanted to marry. But he came promising the moon and the world and you got pregnant. And this is why we have... Some mothers who look at their children with disdain. And every time they see them, the child reminds them of the father. And sometimes they are sick enough, the mothers that is, to call the children worthless and good for nothing like your ugly pooper. And we, we see and hear all manner of things that happen to children who were born who were not really planned for. For some, biological motherhood is not possible. So there is nobody to call them on a day like today to say, Happy Mother's Day, Mommy, who really came through their womb. And so they may have adopted or they're planning to adopt. I want to say to you today that even under the very best of circumstances. Motherhood is still less than a bed of roses. It is less than a primrose path. There is a poet by the name of Wilhelm Bush who said, to become a mother is not so difficult. But being a mother, on the other hand, is very much so. To be a very effective mother is a difficult thing. As much as you love, as much as you really want to show love. And this could be possibly because you were not loved the way you should have been loved. And there's a thing in psychology called parental introject. Which means the same thing that you hated in your parents. The way they treated you. The way your mother dealt with you. The same way you hated that in your mother. If you are not careful, you come and grow and become a mother and do the same thing to your children. It's, it's unfortunate, but 
people live what they learn and learn what they live. And so we have to be careful as we approach the topic of motherhood. Not all mothers deserve to be congratulated and elevated today. But I believe the overwhelming majority do. And I believe most of you here to do, if not all of you, do deserve to be praised and to be receiving accolades and the gifts that you received earlier. Amen? But real mothers are special people. Real mothers would like to be able to eat a whole chocolate bar and drink some milk or Coca-Cola all by themselves. Come on, mothers. I'm talking to you today because the sacrifices you have to make sometimes don't allow you to do that. You have to share it. There was a boy in school whose teacher asked him, how many siblings do you have? He says, there are five of us, teacher, myself and four brothers and sisters. He says, your parents are both alive? He said, yes, my mother and my father. How many people are that? Seven of us living in the house. The, the teacher said to the boy, if your mother baked a pudding and sliced it up for all seven of you, what part of it would you get? The teacher is teaching him fractions. The boy said, a sixth. I would get a sixth teacher. The teacher said, I see you don't know your fractions. We are talking about seven people. What part would you get? He said, I know, teacher, I would get a six because my mother would say, I don't want any pudding. That's a real mother. Come on, somebody, talk to me. That, that mothers who sacrifice and give up their rights, give up their own pleasure. You want to buy a dress for a wedding you have to attend, but you sacrifice that so that your child can go to school. You sacrifice buying shoes so that your children can have food to eat. And even when you don't eat, you make sure that they eat. Can I get a witness here this morning? Real mothers have sticky floors and messy ovens. The stove not looking as shine as it should because they are caring for their children and when the pot boil over and over and over and over, day after day, week after week, the stove start look old and you can't get it back to how it was. The pot them look crazy. Real mothers know what it is. Real mothers know that when you give your children Play-Doh, you may find a piece on the center rug in the living room. It can't come out because dried Play-Doh can't come off the carpet. Real mothers know what they go through with their children and the sacrifices they have to make. Amen? And so I want to share with you today that even in the, the best of circumstances, mothers are challenged and significantly challenged. Amen? Moses, as we read about, was blessed to have two mothers. Notice this, his biological mother had him at a time when Pharaoh said, all male children that are born should be killed and murdered. 
was born in a, 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 an atmosphere of death. By the decree of Pharaoh, Moses should have been killed. But what we see here is the Bible says, his mother looked at him and saw that he was a goodly child. In other words, she spotted something in him. She looked in his eyes and she could see promise. She looked in his eyes and she could see potential. She bare a son and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him. For how long? She hid him for three months. But the Bible says the time came when she could hide him no longer. So what did she do? She killed him? No, she didn't kill him. She hid him first, and when he could not be hid, she said, I'm going to get you a little basket. She put slime and pitch on it so it would be waterproof, and she put a blanket in it and folded it over, left him on the river brink. The Bible says that when Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river to bathe, she saw this basket and was curious she sent her maidens to fetch the basket. And when they brought the basket to her, lo and behold, when she opened it, what did she see? A baby crying. Not just crying, but weeping. Now, his own mother did not kill him. Jochebed did not kill him. She loved him. She spared his life. And here now we find a woman finds this baby and she said, this is one of the children of the Hebrews. This is Pharaoh's daughter. She knew the decree that her father had given that all these male children should be killed. She could have killed this baby. But the Bible says she looked at the child and had compassion on him. I want to tell somebody today that the devil wanted to kill you. But God has compassion on you. And that is why you are here today. Can somebody say amen? amen. Moses' older sister who was watching from afar what was happening went to Pharaoh's daughter and say, would you like me to get a nurse from among the Hebrews to come and take care of the baby for you? Lord, have mercy. She said, yes, she sent for him. And when uh, the sister went, she brought the mother. And said, Lord, look how, look how God works. Look how God works. The mother didn't want to destroy him. The mother wanted to spare him. And she put him there hoping somebody would find him and raise him. But it came right back to her. And the Bible says, the princess said, I will pay you wages. I will pay you a salary. I will give you money to take care of this baby. She didn't know she was the mother. But watch what God is doing. God will use your enemy. Because she is the daughter of Pharaoh who said that all these children should be killed. And instead of killing the baby, she gets a Hebrew nurse, which happens to be the mother to raise this child. And she's paying her a salary to raise the boy. 
I wonder if you realize that it wasn't really Pharaoh's daughter's money. It was Pharaoh's money that was handed to the daughter, the princess, that had that was used to raise this child. So God will use your very enemies to turn your life around. God will use your very enemies to bring you into a good place, to bring you into success, to bring you into prosperity. And this is exactly what was taking place. And so the Bible says, uh, the first mother, the biological mother, gave Moses life. Somebody say life. She gave him life. Right about now in the United States, the hot button topic, the most trending issue on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, and all the Instagram, all of the social media platforms is what is taking place with the Supreme Court who have drafted uh, a resolution that could reverse Roe v. Wade. What is Roe v. Wade? In 1973, the Supreme Court of America ruled that any woman who wants to have an abortion should be free to do so without much interference from the government. And that has been a landmark rule in 1973, 83, 93, 2003, 2013. We are about 2023 soon, several years since that. But now it seems like they are about to reverse it, which means... Which means that abortion could become illegal in the states. Listen to me. I'm not going to preach or teach on abortion this morning. But I'll tell you what my own personal position is. I believe and I support that every woman has a right to choose what happens to herself and her body. But that includes the unborn child in her womb. The unborn child has a right to decide whether it lives or dies. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't look at me like that. Because this is the line that the abortionists and the pro-abortion people use. Oh, a woman should be able to choose what she does with her body. Of course. But that also includes having sex. You have a right to choose. And when you, when you do what you do and you get pregnant and there is a fetus in you that I told you recently, the size of my finger was a, a, a little tube with a baby. We saw eyes, we saw ears, we saw feet. And that little child at nine weeks, you want to tell me is not a person? Well, if that is your position, I thank God. God, that there are those who believe we're not just going to crush them like cockroaches, but we are going to preserve life. If you get pregnant and you're not ready to raise that child, there is somebody who will adopt that child from you. There is somebody who will take that child. So Moses' mother gave him life. And the princess also chose to give him life. She said, raise him for me and I will pay you wages. And when she raised him to a certain age, let me tell you something. She brought him back to the princess uh, and now he's living in Egypt as a prince. My God, they didn't know that God had a plan for this baby. They didn't 
know that God was going to use this child to deliver in Israel one of these days. So verse 10 says, and the child grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she called his name Moses uh, because uh, I drew him out of the water it was symbolic and prophetic of Moses drawing the people of Israel out of the water of bondage in Egypt God has a plan for your life God has a plan for your baby God has a plan for your son. I don't care what's going on in your son's life right now. Split pin in the wheel. News flash. Breaking news. God said to tell you, your son may be as far from God right now as anything. Your son may not want to have anything to do with God right now. But I declare and I prophesy over you and your son that the will and purposes of God will come to pass. Because the wise man said, many are the plans in a man's heart. But it is God's purposes that will prevail. Oh, come on, somebody. Your son shall live and declare the works of God. Your son shall come back in the house of God. I don't care where he is now. Digging out his hand middle. Smoking weed like it is going out of style. I prophesy to your son. I prophesy to your sons. I prophesy to your sons. You will find your place back in the kingdom of God. Ah, don't look at me like Alice in Wonderland. Is there anybody that can come in agreement that the, the sons of God that are being drawn out of the church, the sons of God that the enemy is luring out of the... Come on, some. why are you here today? Because you believe God has a purpose for your life. If God has a purpose for your life, he has a purpose for your son. He has a purpose for your daughter. Somebody jump on your feet and say, purpose, purpose, purpose. Hallelujah. Purpose is on your children's life. Choose to give them life. And let me, let me say, let me, let me pause and say, if you are here and you have already committed an abortion or performed an abortion, we love you and God loves you. Yes, it is not the unpardonable sin. It is a sin, but God will forgive you if you have already prayed for forgiveness. So don't feel embarrassed. Don't hang your head down and feel like, boy, the word is reaching. No, we're not throwing stones at anybody. You know, the past is the past. But if you are planning to do an abortion because you got pregnant out of wedlock, and, and you know it's going to be an embarrassment in the church. My God, have the baby. Come to me and I will help you find somebody to adopt that child. There are government agencies that can help you to adopt that child and place that child in a loving home. You know how many married people can't get pregnant? Come on, brethren. You know how many married women in this church, in every other church, in your neighborhood, cannot get pregnant yeah bishop but there are all kinds of other issues and i know i know i know but thank god jacobed spared that boy because he grew to be a leader the story is told of a young mother that was fleeing through the hills of wales and in 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 great britain and a terrible blizzard 
came upon her and she, she just couldn't survive it. When they found her body, she was dead. But when they removed her, they found she had taken off her outer coat and wrapped the baby. And she lied on the baby and the baby was alive. She chose life for that baby. Some would have said, well, this is just a baby. You know, let me wrap myself and hope I survive. She spared her baby's life. And you know what? She did. She, she, she died, but the baby lived. He grew to become one of Britain's greatest prime ministers. I'm telling you, when purpose is on your life or your children's life, come on. The will of God is going to be done. The will of God must be performed in your life. But not only did Jochebed choose life, she chose love. And not only did the princess choose life for this boy in the basket, she also chose love. <laughs> oh God, I'm talking about love. Let me say there are some people, ladies and maybe men, you don't have a very good relationship with your mother. I know. I've said this and most Mother's Day I say this because I am challenging you to not let the sun go down today on this relationship that has gone bad with your mother. Pick up your phone this evening, maybe right on your way home from church. Pick up your phone, call your mother and say, Mama, I, 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 I don't know what really happened between us, but I just called to tell you I love you. Please forgive me, and I forgive you. And, and if you have to hang up after that, hang up. Don't get into any debate about who was right and who was wrong. Let the love of Jesus Christ, which was shed abroad in your heart, let it prevail. Let her, she may not even be saved. And worse if she's saved, she knows that she ought to forgive because bitterness is like acid. It does more harm to the object on which it is poured than the container in which it is stored. So don't have unforgiveness ruling and reigning in your life. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Your mother deserves your love. Maybe she didn't treat you right, but maybe she wasn't treated right either. And she came and gave you what she gave you. Am I speaking to anybody here today? You better pick up that phone and call your mother today and say, I love you. It's Mother's Day. I love you. Bala, let bygones be bygones uh, let the past uh, remain in the past but as from this day forward uh, I love you how many understand what I'm saying today you are called as a child of God to exercise love you are called as a child of God to exercise forgiveness mighty God of Daniel how can you come into the house of God and say you love God but you don't love your mother well it's not me don't love our bishop she don't love me yeah but you're not talking so you show her love and watch what God does I speak under the authority of the Holy Ghost today and I say and declare it's time for you to give love to her. Maybe she won't receive it, 
that's not your problem. Maybe she won't receive you. That's not your problem. Just go and do, amen, what you are required to do by law, by, by the law of the book, by the grace of God. He's calling you today to make that change. Can somebody put your hands together and praise God? So not only did... Not only did Moses's, I got it, thank you. Not only did Moses's biological mother choose, choose life and choose love, but they both chose leadership for their baby. We're talking about one great man, two great mothers, because she spared him and because the princess took him and raised him in Egypt uh, as a prince in Egypt. Uh, he learned everything there was to learn. He, he got the best education. He learned engineering. Uh, he, he learned agriculture. Uh, he learned horticulture. He learned leadership lessons uh, that prepared him for the day that God uh, was going to use him. I declare to every mother today, and I declare to every student at the university level, please understand that God didn't allow you to go there just to be able to hang up some certificates in your office that says PhD and BSc and MA. Oh, that's lovely. But what does that serve? What purpose? Does that serve? Can God use your PhD qualifications for his glory? Have you surrendered your master's degrees qualification to the glory of God? Are you using your gifts that God has allowed you to acquire through the educational opportunities that he allowed for you? Oh, whether it was at UE or UTEC or University of Maryland or wherever you wanted to go or wherever you are going. I speak to you today and charge you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Use your gifts for the glory of God. Allow God to be proud of you as you influence your world for the kingdom of God. We have too many people who get out of the church. And can I just say something? I'm closing soon. But you know, back in the days of the early church, not early apostolic church, but early nowadays church, in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and even the 60s, our pastors didn't encourage tertiary education. You know why? Not because they didn't think it was good, but the experience they were having was so negative because those who got the chance as apostolic Pentecostals to go to the university to become lawyers and doctors and even teachers and nurses a good 
profession. They just slowly drifted from the church. And before long, they had no interest in church. So the pastor said, well, no, 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 no. We, we don't. And, and in those days, if they said you couldn't go to an institution like that, you couldn't go and remain in the church. A solid thing did set up. It's not like now where you say, Bishop, I am going. I hear you say I mustn't go, but I'm going. And nowadays, people do that. Back in those days, people left the church because they didn't understand how God had positioned them so he could place them strategically into positions of influence. But we have seen a turnaround. You go to the Ministry of Education right now. You go to the Ministry of Labor. You go to the Ministry of Finance. Go to the Ministry of Agriculture. Go up into New Kingston and go in the financial districts. Many of the top executives are born again Christians. Come on somebody. What are you talking about? So if you have had the privilege to be educated like that do like what Moses did and when God called him to send him to deliver Israel he couldn't even believe it he said who me God said yes you but Lord I stutter it's okay I give you a spokesman but Lord uh, when they say who sent you what am I gonna tell them just tell them I am that I am sent you what do you mean I am God it means I am whatever you need me to be before you even know that you needed this I am your alpha I am your omega I am your beginning I am your ending I am your Jehovah Shammah I am your Jehovah you. I am your Jehovah Rofi. I am your Jehovah Rapha. I am your Jehovah Shalom. Is there anybody today with peace? The peace of God that passes all understanding is in your mind. Can I see 20 people with peace? Peace, peace, peace. Jump up on your feet. Thank God. Thank you, Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. For your goodness never fails. All my life, my God, all my days, I am held in your hand. Yes, yes, put your hands together and praise Almighty God today. So they gave him life, they gave him love, and they gave him leadership. Somebody say leadership. I prophesy over this church. It's time for us to walk in the annals of leadership. It's time for us to be promoted into leadership. Come on, come on, come on. You have been qualified. God says you have been tried. You have been tested. It is time for your promotion. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I declare it in the atmosphere. I declare it in the atmosphere, Emmanuel. It is time for promotion. It is time for you to be seen by the HR manager. The human resources manager in your organization needs to see you not because they love you but because God loves you because the favor of God 
the favor of God is on your life how many have favor jump up on your feet if you have favor if you know you have favor we're not begging this thing we're not asking this we know that we know that we know the favor of God is on your life for he loves you with an everlasting love he promised never to leave you he promised to fight your battles for you so just hold your peace people are trying to push you out of the organization people are trying to disqualify you yes 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 i feel the anointing of god in this place this morning i release favor favor somebody put your hands together and say favor 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 you see one day of favor somebody say one day of favor one day of favor is worth more than 10 years of labor you, you think you, you think you think you think you think is your you think is your ingenuity you think is your smart you think is your intelligence why you are where you are fool yourself I gave you the story many times Andrea my sister was driving home with Dada Bishop SU when he was still driving you may be seated and and she said he had so many near misses accidents he, he came so close she couldn't count the amount of time between here on Stony Hill and when she got home she said to him Dada Dada him say yes she said you know it's just the mercies of God keeping you on the road and you know you know Bishop SU you you know Bishop Esu. You can't say nothing to that man that him don't have a retort. Him look at her and say, then, then is who keeping you. You think a drive you can drive good while the truck not lick your brains out? It's the mercies of God. Hey! You think a smart, you're so smart while you get the promotion. It's the mercies of God. Come on, somebody. Wake up and smell the coffee. God has his hand on your life like he had it on Moses' life. And when the hand of God, I'm closing with the hand of God, is on your life. Hey! Let me tell you something. You can do anything. You can do anything to a preaching man. But you can't do anything to a praying man. <laughs> hey, the favor of God is on your life. When you are a praying person. I got, stand with me. I close with this story. It's been a long day. I got a call this morning. I said I got a call this morning. One of our one of our overseas churches in Georgia. Pastor said, pastor's wife said, Bishop, and we were talking Mother's Day greetings, etc. and sent her a little thingy. And uh, she said, you know, our son was sick. I said, yes. When was this again? She said, in the middle of the pandemic. I said, what had happened again? He got through to a university, track scholarship. Bright, 
young man, early 20s. And shortly after going to the university, he just became paralyzed. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk, could not eat. And she said, when she took him to the doctor, the doctor said, <laughs> because he had to crawl, literally creep into the doctor's office. That big boy, she couldn't lift him up. He crawled into the doctor's office and the doctor said, what is this? Somebody did this to him. Witchcraft. The medical doctor, obviously he's a spiritual person, was able to pick this up. And some of us don't believe in the spiritual world, you know, the dark side of spiritualism. But the devil and witchcraft is more real than the chair you're sitting on. If you think that real. She said, the doctor said, and the doctor don't know them. Doctor said, what? D does he play music? She said, yes, doctor, how you know? He said, well, I'm just hearing these things. He went to the university. He's the one that plays music for the church. He's not the best musician, but he, he's gifted and, and committed. She said he went to the university. He has a track scholarship. And when the professor heard him play, he said, I want this one in the music program. I'm giving him a music scholarship on top of the track scholarship. So envy and jealousy set in. <laughs> the doctor said not only did they attack him in his feet and his hands but they attacked him in his mind the doctor said I'm going to have to go back to medical school to deal with this because this is above my pay grade pastor's wife said bishop I went to the hospital with my daughter and we began to pray and when I was praying, the spirit told me to tell my daughter, go in the room and command his mouth to be open and speak. The daughter went in the room and commanded her brother's mouth to open and speak. He opened his mouth and spoke. This morning, I got this news live and direct. This morning. And she said, the son said to her sister, Tell mama, don't just pray for my mouth to open and for me to speak, but pray for me to eat food. He hadn't eaten in, in weeks. She prayed and delivered and released the power of God in his life. She said, Bishop, the devil is a liar. Wanted to kill my son. Wanted to abort the destiny. Wanted to curtail the purpose on his life but can I get a witness in here today that God is alive Jesus is alive the power of God is just the same today as it was in olden days and I speak over every witchcraft situation today I rebuke 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 I rebuke I rebuke the spirit of death that's on your life 
I come against it. War against it in the name. In the name of Jesus. Satan lose again. Satan lose again. I said Satan lose again. No weapon, no weapon. No, 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 no weapon. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke satanic powers. In the name of Jesus, we bind it. They will not kill your son. The devil will not kill your child. In the name of Jesus, I speak life. I speak life. I speak life. I speak love. I speak love. And I speak leadership. Somebody say life, love, leadership. Somebody say life, love, leadership. Again. Life, love, leadership. Again. One more time. Put your hands together and praise God. In the name of Jesus, I call back your children into position. I call back your sons into destiny. I call back your sons into purpose. Yes, yes, come on, Emmanuel. You think a play will play church? You think a play will play will come up on Sunday? The power of God is upon you. Go in your children's room, even if they don't live with you anymore, and they used you in the same house where they used to live. Go back in that room as a point of contact. Hallelujah, and war in the spirit. War in the spirit. War in the spirit. Their fulfillment of destiny in their lives. This is not a plaything. The devil is real. And the devil is trying to kill Moses. But the mother said, no, 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 no. And Pharaoh's daughter joined. So today we can have one great man in Moses and two great mothers that spoke into his life that made him what he is or was. And the same thing, everybody please stand, we're closing. The same thing is offered to you now. The grace of God is upon you and your family. Mothers, don't stop praying. Pray for your children. Pray for your sons. Oh God, you, I know you, the pain, those of you that didn't have a C-section, but you had natural childbirth. You know the pain, you, you ripped the sheet, you, you screamed. And yet when that newborn babe comes, they keep you awake all night. Why do you love them so much? Why do you feed them so much when they have never fixed anything for themselves? 
It's because when you look in their eyes, you see yourself. They are you. They are your flesh. They are your blood. And it's the same thing with God. We are His. We belong to Him. And He's going to protect you. He's going to do everything. I said God is going to do everything to bring you into the fulfillment of your purpose. Oh God, somebody ought to dance about that because the devil thought he had discouraged you. The devil, oh, come on somebody. Pick up your feet and dance. I literally mean dance. You're dancing your way into your destiny. Let the devil drop dead. The devil is a liar. Pick up your feet and dance. Thank you for my victory, God. Thank you. Thank you for my destiny. Thank you. Beloved, beloved, beloved. Hear this. I can see you in the future and you look very good to me what I see for you in the future is a picture of a beautiful successful life in the hand of God come on raise your hand and just thank him thank him thank him thank him thank you Jesus Hallelujah. One great man, two great mothers. I want to pray for those of you that had two mothers. Most of us did. You know who the second mother was? After the biological mother, who was the next mother? Yeah, granny, grandma. Most of us, even now, worse now, because most mothers are working, professional ladies are now working. So when you go to work, who is taking care of the baby? Grandma. Not in all cases, but in many cases. So as a matter of fact, I've heard children many times say, my grandma, Bishop, my grandmother was my real mother. I don't know my mother much. My grandmother raised me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? granny a granny were raising not that mother didn't love you but maybe she had to migrate but try and make life maybe she was just always working and whatever it is I pray for the two mothers in your life your biological mother and your grandmother lift your hands with me father in the name of Jesus I thank you for mothers today Many of whom feel so unloved. Many of whom feel so unappreciated. Because their children, some have not even called them since morning to say Happy Mother's Day. And not that there is anything, but they, they just didn't. And the mother is saying, oh boy. Wow. I lift them up to you now. I pray that you remind them that nothing they have done for their children will go in vain. All of the deposits of love, the deposit of life, and the deposit of leadership will come to fruition. And that they will see the result in the reward 
that you're giving them. We thank you for them now. Somebody say amen. I want to pray for mothers who have not had the blessing of fathers in their child-rearing days. That is such a common thing. So many just didn't have a father who was around. Huh? Not true. I want to pray for mothers. Lift your hands again. Father, we thank you. It was your will. You said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. See there? Two mother and father. And the man should leave his mother and father. So your mother, your way, your design, your plan, Jesus, your template was for the mother and father to be there. And even when the man would grow old enough to marry, you said, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave. He should leave, but he should cleave. Leave and cleave to his wife who now become mother and father. And that's how you wanted it to go through generations. But God, what we've experienced is completely different in so many cases. The man is not there. So the mother has become mother, single mother, father, single father. Everything to the child. I pray for them right now. God, I pray for those fathers who have become deadbeat dads, not taking care of their children. They're there. They're alive. Sometime in the same house. My God. But not shouldering their responsibilities. I pray against this messing up of your design because that's what the devil does. He takes everything that you have created and distorts it. He, he messes it up if he can. But in the name of Jesus, I release healing to those under the sound of my voice that have suffered at the hand of unreasonable men, uncaring men who have not been there. And for those who have been there but might as well never did it because they're not fulfilling their obligations. I release healing to the broken hearts, to the women who have championed the cause. And I thank you for the grace and the power that you have given them. That even in the face of absentee husbands and fathers, that they have braved the storm. And they have done an excellent job, the best they could, in raising those children you gave them. Bless them now. Bless them now. Heal the brokenness in the name of Jesus. Heal them, I pray. And Father, we just pray that your perfect will will be done in this earth. That more men and women and that the children of this generation will, will grow and be raised in the fear of God, in the word of God, in the wisdom of God, in the works of God. And reverse the curse. Somebody say reverse the curse. Come on. 
Lift your hand and say, reverse the curse. In the name of Jesus, we reverse the curse. Speak it in the atmosphere for the devil to know. There are some young men who are going to do good by their mothers and families and their wives. There are some young men in this church too who will not impregnate women and leave them and say, well, I wasn't so much in love with them. The devil is a liar. Oh, we are reversing the curse today. In Jesus' name, put your hands together. If there's anybody here that's not saved, I'm closing. I want to give you a chance to raise your hand and say, pray for me, preacher. You're not saved. Raise your hand and say, pray. Pray for me, preacher. Is there one? Is there one? You don't know the Lord as your personal Savior. Raise your hand. Is there a backslider? who is ready to come home he's calling you home yes put your hands together god bless your mother is there somebody else a backslider you fell from grace but you're here today is mother's day and god is calling you home raise your hand is there another is that another person there no yes praise god come on put your hands together for those who are responding is there a man who is not in covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to come. Why don't you raise your hand and say, pray for me, preacher. In the name of Jesus. Raise your hand. Is there a brother? Is there a man? A man, a man, a man. When a man gets saved in a family, 90% of the family gets saved. When a wife or mother gets saved, 50%. When a child gets saved, some 20, 30%. But when the man say, yes, Lord, it makes a difference. Is there a man that would say, I'm ready, Bishop. I want to walk. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask those who raise their hands to come. So we pray with you. Missionaries, elders, please come pray with these who are coming. God made you. Spare.